Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Hello, good people. Nice to see you again. We are in week two of The Real Jesus. We are. Aren't we, babe? We are indeed. We are looking at the seven miracles of Jesus as recorded uh, in the Gospel of John. Mm. And these miracles are signs that show us something of the real Jesus. So last week, we were in John 2, 1 to 11, as Jesus was turning water into wine, his first miracle. And we saw real Jesus, the transformer. Yes. And we're uh, moving from there today, so so from that moment, Jesus has been on the road. He's traveled back down to Jerusalem. Uh, he's now heading back up north through Samaria and back into Galilee, the region where, where Jesus grew up. And so today we're looking at two accounts in John's gospel that are back to back, and they're in chapter four and chapter five. And yes. today is the real Jesus, limitless, limitless. So, babe, would you like to? Sure. Read the first account for us. I'm going to read in John 4, beginning at verse 43. After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now, Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they had also been there. Once more he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And there was a certain royal official whose son lay ill at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, Yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and his whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. Beautiful. Amazing. So here we have, we have two dynamics coming together. There's this contrasting clash. And at the start of this account, uh, we see as Jesus has returned to Galilee, to the area of his, his hometown, that, and, and Jesus says also in, in Matthew and Mark, that a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. Yeah. And there, there's this sense sometimes where it could be like here and maybe even for us, where it's like it's, it's just Jesus. And it could be a bit familiar. And some here were blinded to just see the man and miss the Messiah. Hmm. And some here were, were just seeking a sign and they missed the Savior. Yes. And these people, some of, some of the people here, they, they just, they only saw what they thought they knew. Hmm. There are some other people who openly welcomed Jesus. Hmm. And it's one of those who saw the miracle that day. There's, there's this dad who's, who's in a really difficult scenario. His son 
is sick. Mm. And here's this this high-powered official uh, who was uh, one of the the top dogs for here at Antipas and and a person who's used to to power and control and he has none right now because his son is dying. Mm. So what he does is he hears that Jesus is going to be back in Cana and so he journeys the roughly 27 kilometers from Capernaum to meet Jesus. So mm. it's, a, it's a day journey on foot and he, yes. he humbles himself, he leaves all of his other duties and he travels to Jesus. What happens here is, is this, this particular royal official, his faith moves him, hmm. moves him from Capernaum to Cana. His yes. faith moves him. It doesn't move him to bitterness. The situation or his need, it doesn't move him to, to bitterness or avoidance or delegation for mm. someone else to come and sort this yeah. problem for him. He doesn't bury his head in the sand and, and just, oh, hopefully my son's going to get better. He doesn't also get all fatalistic. He doesn't even maybe look for the most expedient option mm. that, that he journeys to meet with Jesus. He travels all day. So his, his faith, his need, it moves him not to those negative places. It moves him towards Jesus. Yes. And then he meets with Jesus, and in verse 47, he, he begs. He's on his knees, so to speak. He finds himself in this place of humility, reaching out to Jesus. And, and again, verse 47 and, and 49, he says, Sir, to Jesus, Sir, come with me. He has this sense that, that Jesus, I need you. If you're with me, this is going to go well for my mm, son. Mm. I need you alive in this circumstance. And our first thought for us today is that humility is the pathway to a limitless Jesus. Yes. Wow. Humility. And we see here, humility is the pathway to the limitless Jesus. And here, this royal official, this person of means, he humbles himself. Mm. And whether he lived with humility in his world or whether the circumstance humbled him, we're, mm. we're not sure. Mm. But he hits this moment where he goes, I need help to achieve my outcome. <laughs> I, I'm not capable alone. I fall short. My abilities are not enough right now. But Jesus, you are greater. Yes. Jesus, you are able. Yes. Jesus, I, I think you're, you're here for me. And Jesus, your abilities are limitless. Mm. So there's a challenge here for us that, that we can sometimes so fight against this position of humility. Mm. There's something in our humanity and mm. of, uh, I've been playing a little bit of disc golf with the kids, uh, <laughs> with our, our 10 and 12-year-old. Yeah, we, just a little bit. A little uh, bit. We have a, a few rounds. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, it, this is a lot like golf. And so you're out in nature, there's, there's trees, you're, you're walking through and you're playing nine or 18 holes. But with golf, you're trying to hit a ball into a hole. With disc golf, you have your, your frisbee or this, this proper disc and you're trying to throw the disc into a basket, this basket with chains on it. And uh, you're trying to do that in the least amount of shots possible. Now, like golf as well, this is an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it, you carry this continual hope of the perfect shot, <laughs> but then you 
you see the shot that just came off your hand and it wasn't that shot as it slices off into the bush or it hits the one little 10 centimeter tree in a 10 meter opening. And so this is, this is a, it's a wonderful test for managing high level frustration, especially <laughs> when your kids are watching. And sometimes I remember they're watching before Very I react. Closely. <laughs> uh, sometimes I remember that a little bit late, but here's the thought for us here. Now, I'm not particularly good at disc golf just yet, but I'm better than the kids. You're better than me. Uh, Yeah, so (laughs) I'm better than the kids, but do you think the kids naturally lean in to wanting my coaching? You think uh, (laughs) they're they're just so open and and saying, Dad, just teach me everything. Teach me your ways. Yeah. No. What is it? There's... There's that, that's something in us that, that we feel like maybe we, we should know better, like we should be able to figure this out ourselves. Like I, I, I want to just get this done myself and, and maybe we, we feel bad for not knowing more or not being better. I, I don't know what all these feelings that are coming together are, but there's, look, there's something I think in our fallen nature that reverts to this position of pride. Mm and not wanting to be told sometimes. Mm. But we know the best athletes are the ones who humble themselves to a great coach. Yeah. The best or the the most effective parents are the ones that garner wisdom from 360 degrees around Mm. them, Mm. from all means possible. The most wise find wisdom in a multitude of counsellors. And as a disciple of Jesus, we are a lifelong learner, which means we're always being taught and always learning something. And and to be in this place of humility, we have to admit our need. Mm. And that's okay. Humility means we we need to be able to ask for help. Humility needs to be able to, to bow its will. Yes. And for us to remember that we are a thousand times taller when we're on our knees, but in the hand of the Almighty, wow. than when we just stand on our feet by ourselves. Mm. And so here, humility is the pathway to the limitless Jesus. Yes. So is there something, as, as this official in this account, his son was dying, is there something in your world that's dying? And maybe it's an opportunity to mm. humble yourself. Mm. And bring it before Jesus mm. and see him move in that scenario. Mm. Is there a relationship yes. or part of a relationship that's dying? Wow. And bring it to him. Let's humble ourselves in mm. that place. Is mm. there a, a dream or a hope that has been in your heart and it feels like mm. that is dying? Let your, your need move you. Not into a place of negativity, but mm. let the need move you towards Jesus, to mm. be in that place of humility and see him move. And in, in verse 50, Jesus says, go, your son will live. Go, your son will live. Here there's a command and a promise. Go, your son will live. And so here, the this royal official, royal official has to go as though the answer has been released, but he, he can't see the answer released just yet, but he has to act in a way and live in a way expecting the power of God to move in the scenario, and that is how he found it. Let's move to the second 
account here. I'm going to read now from John 5, beginning at verse 1. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralysed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. When I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Hmm. This is a pretty great day. For, <laughs> pretty great day. For this guy. Here we have a man, a, a cripple, who, yes. who's been an invalid for 38 years. That's when you stop and consider that, mm. what was in this man's heart. Mm. That's a, this is an extraordinary moment as he finds freedom here. He's crippled for 38 years. We hear that he's alone. He's All he's got really is this hope and this superstition about the stirring of the waters. But even if they were stirred, there's no one to help him get in. So the little hope he has, he's hopeless inside of that hope. Hmm. Anyway, and, and here is this guy and Jesus walks into his world. He's got no idea what is happening right now. And Jesus asks him this question, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Hmm. In verse 6. And and this is a very important question for this man and for us. And, you know, there, there can be parts in us, maybe figuratively, maybe even literally, parts mm. where, where we can feel a little bit invalid. And this question could come to us, do you want to get well? Mm. And the, the interesting thing is sometimes our stuckness or our brokenness or our darkness or our dysfunction, it can feel familiar. Maybe it, could, it can feel like what we're so used to, that mm. there is almost a strange comfort in it. But then the thought of freedom, that could feel totally foreign. And so there's a sense of discomfort, and, and it's an uncomfortable thought moving into, into something new. And so the reality for us is, is with new normals, we first need to say goodbye to old familiars. Mm. Great. So new normals... We need to first say goodbye to old familiars and to yes. ask ourselves, do I want to get well? Do I want to move on mm. from this place? And, and so the, when Jesus asks him the question, the man responds the only way he knows how. He says, sir, I, I have no one to help me get into the pool. He replies with his superstition and then practicality. That was all he, he knew. He was so unaware of who he was talking to right now, of who was with him and what Jesus was capable of. And, and you know, sometimes we don't have it all figured out. Sometimes we miss God standing right yes. in front of mm. us and, and we don't even see the opportunity and this man didn't but there was some level of openness that it was clear that he did want change mm. he had no idea how to get it and so he was kind of trying the best he could but he was open to some change here our second thought for us today is that grace is not limited by our limitations 
Amen. This is good news This for all of us. This is great news. Grace is not limited uh. by our limitations. And here we see this invalid man. He falls into a miracle <laughs> as opposed to faithing his way into mm -hmm. one. He just, he stumbles into this. And, and we need to know that if, if grace, if grace was dependent on our consistent awesomeness, we're all in trouble. <laughs> We're all in trouble, but uh, grace um, is based on the all-sufficient awesomeness yes, um, of Jesus. Yes. And again, that is good news for all of us. So, so can we just look at this holistically now across these two accounts? It's important for us to not try lock Jesus into a box into a box that that yes, on one side, we see the the healing of the officials. Son, and he comes to Jesus. He he is moved. His faith moves him, mm. and he comes with this strong request before God. And so, yes, on this side, we are to come boldly before the throne of grace. We are to present our requests to God. We are to seek Him and and find Him, and come humbly, but come boldly to Him. That is a part of the faith journey. Mm. But that's not the whole picture, mm. because on the other side, mm. there is the the invalid man. There's the invalid and all of us who's so capable of wildly missing what God is trying to do. <laughs> and for us to remember that grace is not limited by our limitations, it helps round out the picture. Yes. That Jesus calls us to our best, but his grace extends to our worst. Oh, wow. That's good. That's, that's a, yep. That was I'm glad a, you like that. That's point, a great. Our final, our final thought. Today, <sighs> Jesus is not limited by distance or time. Jesus is not limited by distance or time. Here we see the healing of a boy from 27 kilometers away. Hmm. Here we see the healing of a man who was stuck for 38 years. Hmm. You are not too far away. Yes for God to move in your world. Yes. You are not too far gone mm. for God to come move on. in your world. And whether today you come with great faith in your heart mm. or whether somehow you, you feel like you're just stumbling maybe towards the grace of God, Jesus is here. Jesus is the transformer. Jesus is the limitless one. And so let's come to him and see him move in our world. And what I want to do for us, right now is I want us to pray together. Yes. And so we're going to pray for maybe some parts in your world where mm. you need the limitless one to come. come. And he's not limited by the distance of this camera and wherever you are watching this right now. He's not limited by what has or hasn't happened yes. in your life. Just come to him yes. with an openness in your heart for God to move. And so where you sit right now, I just maybe you even just want to close your eyes. And just take this minute to, to think, where do I need to invite God in to have an openness in my heart that allows him to move? Mm. And so what is it that you need him to do right now? Mm. Is there an area in a relationship or in your emotions you want to invite him into that place? Let there be an openness in your heart. Mm. Let this be one of those moments where, hey, Jesus is in town. 
He's here. He's here for you. And if you saw last week's message or listened to that, this is a moment to fill the jars. Come on, pour in your need. Yes. And let's see God transform all that we pour out. Yes. And so right now, Lord, I thank you for each and every person mm. here who's opening their hearts to you. We mm. come boldly, but we come humbly. God, mm. we thank you that you moving in our world isn't dependent upon our awesomeness, mm. but Lord, it's based in your all-sufficient awesomeness. Thank you, And Jesus. so we open our hearts to you right now. And Lord, we are believing in Jesus' mighty name that you would move in hearts and lives. God, that even in bodies where there is physical healing that is needed, Lord, we thank yes. you that you can heal yes. across time and across yes. distance. And thank so you, reach into homes right now. God, let there be the healing touch of the Almighty mm. that is very real. Mm. Lord, I thank you that you are bringing healing right now in thank Jesus' you, mighty name. God, where there are emotional needs, relational needs, mm. practical needs, mm. God, as they are lifted before you in this moment, Lord, again, we are agreeing together for the mighty moving of the hand of God. Thank Jesus, you, I thank you that you come to heal. I thank you that you are provider. And so, Lord, would you move in these circumstances? Thank would you, you heal? Lord. Would thank you provide? You. Mm. Would you bring that peace? Lord, would you calm the storm in the mind mm. and bring clarity? And I can just see it's like a storm mm. that, that mm. is in some of your minds right now. Mm. And I just see Jesus speaking to the storm and Thank literally you. that storm yes, calming in your mind and in your heart. So mm. take a hold of that. And then just like Jesus said to the official, I want you to now go mm. and live as though the miracle has happened and on the way. Then he discovered, yes, it is so. And so, God, let that be our reality too, mm. as we live expecting you to move. And God, be honored in all of these things. Mm. We love you, our God. In Jesus' name. Humility yeah. is the pathway to the limitless Jesus. Grace is not limited by our limitations. And Jesus is not limited by distance or time. Mm. Pray that those realities can yes. bless us, strengthen us Receive as them. we live out this life for him. Have an incredible week. Yes. Good people. We will see you again next Sunday. Woo. Real Jesus. Bless you. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.